And now for another installment of Stream Theater. Hello and welcome. Won't you come in, please? Into the foyer. Why not sit down and have a little bit of firecracker shrimp croquettes? Perhaps you'd like some devil kidneys on tortilla planchettes. Maybe some short rib nachos. Or even some split pea soup with no garlic. <laughs> <laughs> you said a little Jamaican at the end. No garlic. <laughs> well, uh, rest assured, friends. My accent was about as consistent as any accent you'll find in this movie. Uh, you're, you're, you know, it can only be one thing, friends. It is stream theory. My name is Ian. My name is Ben. And I'm Matt. And uh, we are, we, got, yeah, we have to let you all know, dear listeners, I'm not having a stroke. No. Uh, uh, no stroke. Um, what are we talking about in stream theory this week before we get into how we're going to break this puppy down? All right. Today, we are reviewing The Witches. Uh, this dropped this year. It's directed by Robert Zemeckis. It is written by Robert Zemeckis, Kenya Barris, and Guillermo del Toro, based on the book by Roald Dahl. The cinematography is by Don Burgess, and it is starring Jazir Bruno, Octavia Spencer, Anne Hathaway, Stanley Tucci, and it is narrated by Chris Rock. The premise... If you're unfamiliar with the witches, I'm sorry. I, I, I weep for your childhood. A young boy <laughs> and his grandmother have a run-in with a coven of witches and their leader. That's, yeah, I mean, I, it's not the broad best. Broad strokes. Broad, here. very broad strokes. <laughs> kind of like broad. more paint roller than, you know, but whatever. Fuck it. it <laughs> the one the intern at IMDb works very hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're very, very tired. Please send Listen, help. what's your movie about? You get a sentence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, the, the kid, his grandma, go to the seaside. They see some witches. Okay. Uh, okay, next, go. There you go, there you go. Go, Boom. go, go. Jeez. <laughs> um, geez, um yeah, so... And this uh, can be found on uh, HBO Max, HBO Max, correct? yes. Excellent. Excellent, excellent. And uh, the way, for, dear listener, if it's your first time joining in, that we are going to examine uh, Robert Zemeckis's adaptation of The Witches is through our patented Too Many Flicks stream theory formula that we call the good, the bad, and the remake. What does this mean? Well, you know, we try to be positive. So uh, anytime we watch a streaming property, we start off by talking about something good. Collectively, we talk about, you know, all of this property's strengths. Then, you know, no piece of art is perfect. And so to acknowledge that, you got to scooch on over to the bad. What did this art, like, art get wrong? Could it have done better? Did it succeed in its messaging? Did it succeed in it not being horrifyingly problematic who knows uh that's what we're in the bad to find out and then at the end you know once you've torn it all down and once hollywood inevitably recycles the story in five to ten years it's time to do the remake so we get down and dirty in this little sandbox of ideas and we try to build a better movie at the end because you got to assign value to things in capitalism uh we grade the thing and we have a five tier system where we could have used stars or numbers and that would make sense. But dear listener, if it's not your first time, you know very well uh, what we do with sense in this room. Be gone. Sense. Sense. <laughs> Get oh out, sense. We don't need sense. <laughs> 
Especially this time around. Fucking hell. Oh, God. (sighs) So uh, we kick it all off with, uh, at our top tier, it's a must watch. It's important. It's great. Self-explanatory. Must watch. Go do it. Turn this off. Go watch it. Below the must watch, you got, it's on the list. It's art that's important. It says something, uh, you know, but it's like, it got a few uh, faltering points. Still really great. It's on the fucking list. It's behind a must watch. Now we come to the middling tier. And at the middling tier, dear friends, you have something for the background. It's inoffensive. You can put it on uh, for your kids to distract them or your pets. Uh, You can put it on while you're, while you're eating or doing coffee or something, you know, it's something for the background. Uh, And now we get to the lower side of the scale and we get to the, I would rather phase wherein we, your hosts have to declare something awful. We'd rather do than watch said streaming property again. And uh, to round it all out at the uh, the grimiest of the grime the absolute dregs that little piece of gum that you didn't know you stepped on a week ago and now it's collected all sorts of detritus and refuse we've got our kissing booth and uh, it used to be Artemis Fowl, and it was really cute because we spelled foul all, all funny like because like ew foul uh, but uh, here's the thing you know uh, I've always said that when you find the bottom of a barrel you got to make another barrel and so we got the kissing booth at our lower tier and now dear friends comes the question just where oh where will the witches fall oh boy oh boy oh boy that's gonna be a toughie uh right. <laughs> oh boy so let's uh get to these goods uh let's just uh let's just sit down have a barbershop talk a aka bar talk about uh about what the what the witches from robert zemeckis gets right, what, right. Is, what is the witches from robert zemeckis get uh, right yeah. all righty why don't you kick us off <laughs> okay <laughs> yes yeah, i'll uh <laughs> All right, let me. I'll. I'll. Let, I'll let. Let. Why don't you climb up on the sacrificial altar and? Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, drink the pea soup. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. Smash cut. Uh, <laughs> what? 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 This film gets right. <laughs> Here's what this film gets right, dear listener. Uh, no. Uh, uh, Stanley Tucci is great. He's really fun. Yeah. It's a shame that they ruin his uh, his uh, moments with like nut jokes and whatnot, but he's still very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and he's honestly, for me, probably one of the most charming parts of the film. Um, fuck, I feel like I had more coming into this, <laughs> but I'm struggling now. Um, I, I appreciate how it still maintains so- some of its darker moments. Like there were moments in this film where like in a better movie, uh, I'd be like, ooh, yeah, great. Uh, again, in in a better movie, those moments are few and far between, but I do appreciate how like they still tried to kind of maintain the spookiness of it all. Uh, whether or not I think they succeeded in that is a different story. Mm. I just appreciate that they did try. Um, oh, the costumes, the pro- production design, the real fucking heroes here are the people who dressed these sets and dressed these actors. It all looks so good to me. Mm-hmm. I like, you know, it's not my particular field, so I'm ready to receive uh, feedback or criticism, but I thought that the film looked very pretty, even when the shots were bland and boring. And that is due in no small part to the fantabulous production team that, uh, at least made it look like the time period, you know? Like, I never once was like, okay, like, 
it's not exactly this time period, but like it, 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 it felt like the sixties with more of a modern spin or twist, which I think was more directorial in nature than probably anyone on the production side. They just probably sort of executed it for Robert Zemeckis. That'd be my guess. Um, not to take away their creative agency or license, but you know, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think it looked really good overall. Uh, uh, and that's not to say that it was shot really well, but, Every single setting that they were in, I was like, this is pretty. I like this. It's great. Mm. Like, I like the colors. Yes. Um, uh, yeah. So th- those are those are a few of mine. Like, Stanley Tucci, uh, I thought, again, is pretty solid. Um, the youngins, like, while they're allowed to be on screen as youngins, like, they do all right, these young actors. Mm. Um, and, like, yeah, no one had, like, bad performances maybe uh some divisive choices but i wouldn't even say that like their performance was bad like it definitely is uh weakened but uh i feel like everyone acted well enough but it's just the such a bad cutting of this story that like it didn't matter. Yeah. Also, quick interruption, dear listener. Uh, if you're hearing any weird humming, there was a man standing outside my window with a fucking leaf blower. But unfortunately, <laughs> we've already had to reschedule this recording a couple times. So this is what you get. Uh, <laughs> as as your as your audio editor, don't worry. I will be self-flagellating <laughs> deeply over this, but we got to oh, keep going. Jealous. So uh, if you hear it, sorry. Um, nothing I could do at this time around. Normally, I would just have a stop for like an hour, but we can't because there's shit going on. So whoopsie do. Um, hey, at least at least we didn't record on the day when the people uh, in the house directly across from us were uh, re-roofing the house there you go there were just like eight men on a roof shouting to each other the entire time <laughs> like the hey, entire sometimes day. the pandemic hits you just you gotta re-roof you just gotta, you gotta, re-roof. gotta re-roof you just You've gotta been cooped up too long i need something to do i'm gonna re-roof yeah no this entire neighborhood is like fucked up by like this wave <laughs> of re-roofing and when i say fucked up i mean people are taking care of their properties but as a sound person it kills me so uh, anyway doing let, a podcast here let your let your property descend into squalor so i can have some fucking peace and quiet thank you very much <laughs> anyway yes stanley tucci was very good i think i i say hey, stanley just real quick Stanley Tucci, stop shaking your fucking Manhattans. What are you doing? Oh, You're so talented. Yeah, also, yeah, I mean, that clearly tells me that he's never been a bartender. Um, but, mm. yeah. Just trust me. Just trust, Tucci, trust me on this. Just give it a little stir. If there's mm. no citrus, don't shake it. Just, just it stir it. Stir. Just give it a little One. stir. If you ain't got citrus in it, don't shake it. If you got citrus, yeah. it's okay to shake it. Don't, don't, don't do I it. I had to get that off my chest. No. He looked very good doing it, and so many people were thirsting for Stanley Tucci, but no one wanted to talk about the bartending. The important that. details that are being... <laughs> why is no one talking details. about this? Yeah, yeah. It's the details. The media doesn't want you to know about this. Yeah. Manhattan Gate. It's Manhattan Gate. <laughs> <laughs> The fucking yeah, Dems don't want you to talk about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> about their radical leftist Stanley Tucci and how he can't make a fucking cocktail right. Right, right. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, he did a great job. Uh, he reminded me of Ray Fiennes in Grand Budapest Hotel, which was a nice association. Even though mm. I tend not to like Wes Anderson, I like 
I, I mean, I always love Ray Fiennes. He's great in everything. And so that was like a very positive association for me. I agree. It was a very pretty film. And it was one of those things where it was technically proficient, right? It was like technically... There was nothing wrong with this film. I There were no mm-hmm. shots that were bad. Everyone was pretty well lit, um, you know, even though the lighting was kind of this broad wash, you mm-hmm. know, they didn't really do anything creative with it. But, you know, hey, like, you've got uh, a bunch of characters that are African-American and they were They were lit not, well. Yeah, they yeah. weren't shittily lit, which, like, what a low bar to hit, but also good job hitting it. Like, <laughs> You know, so, yeah, I mean, this film is, like, well-polished. Yes, and I have to bite my tongue because I have so much to say, but it's all on the other side of the segment. I I know. Ben? I know. Yeah. Yeah. What What did you like about the witches rolled dolls uh, adapted as for Razrodemeckis? Not much. Let's move on to the let's move on to the bad no no come on you gotta give us one uh, thing (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay so like I like Stanley Tucci in this as well Um, I also liked Octavia Spencer in this um, Mm -hmm. because she was given a task of being the exposition uh, robot and she's so charming Mm -hmm. and such a good actor that she obviously succeeded. Uh, through leaps and bounds, but like God, that just reading that, being like, "All right, this is the person that I am." I just <sighs> I guess she looked at those zeros in that check and was just like, "All right, just let's just keep it moving." Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, and sometimes so, that's what you got to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah she was, she and also, bread, like you know? upfront, mm, go ahead. when you're getting paid for this upfront, and you're being told that like. Oh yeah, like we're doing an adaptation of the Roald Dahl classic. Oh cool, who's yeah. doing it? Robert Zemeckis. Oh, okay. oh, yeah, yeah. Forrest Gump guy, of yeah. course. Like, yeah. So like, I I get why someone would sign on to this film without thinking too much about it twice. Yeah, yeah. But that table read had to been like, oh, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, uh, yeah. The script, the script has its place in this podcast. We're still in the goods. We're yeah, still. Yeah, in the I goods. know. Yeah, no. We got one. I know. I know. Uh, okay, so yeah, Octavius Smith. Uh, the little, the little kid was good when he was actually allowed to be a kid. I thought he yes. had some very good moments. Um, let's see what else. Um, oh yeah, there's one particular shot, uh, car car wreck shot, where it starts off like with the first five mm, minutes. It's pretty mm-hmm. slick. And yeah. I like, oh, I hope there's more of that. Um, and spoiler alert: there's not. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say, like that was a really cool. That was a really, and I've seen other things do that. Like that's not yeah. a, you know, that's that's new, at this yeah. point kind of pattern. But it mm-hmm. was pulled off so well that it was still like. Mm-hmm. surprising mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. in in its in its like execution because it was done creatively exactly I, uh, yeah yeah there's uh, a moment there's gonna be a spoiler here I, I don't care uh where this little girl turns into a chicken that looked pretty cool that was kind of terrifying yeah that was yeah a yeah moment yeah <clears throat> as it as it should be so Save it. I'm I'm saving. Okay. Can I I'm just gonna I, I, I'm just gonna do this. Hey dear listener, this may come as a surprise to you. I know we're so good at hiding our feelings. <laughs> this is not a good movie. No. 
I am now yeah. making the executive decision to save our uh, to save us and transition into the bads because we have so else. much to talk about. Because <laughs> I got nothing yeah. else. Let's keep it. There's Let's... look. Okay, we can circle back and pepper in more goods as they come up. Yeah. But yeah, this is yeah. like we we just the main course isn't here, dear listener. It's no. time to yeah. scooch yeah. down Let's over. Move on. Yeah. Because we the... try to be positive. Like, that's something I think that, like, that's why we have this section. Like, right. art is hard, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah. Art I is mean, hard. When, you, when you fucking try. Um, I lo- yeah, I love When you try. I'm this is Robert true. Zemeckis we're talking about. Yeah. Like, Robert Zemeckis gets no to do whatever Robert Zemeckis wants. And apparently what he wanted to do was make a movie so bland, mm, too spicy. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, I just, oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> this, I can't. this movie bad. is bad. It's bad. And, oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, the, oh, fuck, man. The writing is bad. The script is full of heavy-handed oh, yeah. exposition mm-hmm. and, like, a lot of it. Way more than you need. Um, yep. mm. It has both a narrator character and Octavia Spencer, both of yep. whom are acting as expositional forces. Um Fuck, dude. Uh, Anne Hathaway's performance, while committed, I, I, I think leaves something to be desired because I felt that there was very little menace in her because mm-hmm. menace comes mm. through subtlety. It comes through holding back, you know? And this mm-hmm. felt sure. more like a Jim Carrey level performance than yeah. like uh, some absolutely who's menacing, you know? Yeah, Which yeah, yeah. I think comes down to directing. I agree. Yep. I agree. Uh, I the vignettes in this are so bad. Yeah. Uh, I I want to take a moment to just talk about like what what I mean by vignettes because Disney does vignettes really well. Like, okay, we need to get this information across in this story. Okay, great. So this vignette is going to be the toys escaping through the playground. Okay, great. Like, so like we have the swing set and that can be part of the vignette. And like they do, they construct really interesting vignettes. Mm -hmm. Even if I'm not always enthralled with their stories, the action that drives the story forward is always interesting. Won't say always. Usually interesting and integral or interconnected to the story in some way. The vignettes in this are so fucking repetitive Mm -hmm. and similar that I thought I had watched the same thing. Like I think at least two or three times a potion bottle falls under a bed and the mouse goes under the bed for the potion bottle and is like, oh no, someone has walked in the room. And And I'm I'm like, I'm going to ask you to say it one more time for the people in the back, please. Uh, I don't think they heard you. (laughs) What she just are like the exact, it's the same scene over and over again. And they don't even, they don't even change it. Like that's the thing is you can do it three times, but you must alter it. Rule of three. Yes. And instead, they just do the same fucking thing. I hadn't even they thought about that. They create the same that. problem for themselves over and over again. I was watching it and just being like, so it's just the same problem. And they have to like do like, oh, I'm small mouse with bottle. But I, it's hard to lift bottle. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is hard to lift bottle mouse. It's true. Um <laughs> But once you've figured out how to do it once, every time after that should be building on the prior knowledge as opposed to just the same fucking thing over and over and over again. Uh And so to this point with Anne Hathaway not being menacing, I think a a, a standout moment of these quote unquote poor vignettes 
is the moment where she confronts Octavia Spencer in her room. Uh, there's a semi-cool shot where for a moment they do try to build some mystique and menace where you see Octavia Spencer in the foreground and in the background there's this sort of crystal uh, cutout in the headboard of the bed and you watch as Anne Hathaway's image grows and diffracts through mm -hmm. this crystal uh, sort of thing. Kind of a cool moment, mm. kind of a creative use of your set. And then in the next second, with all the subtlety of Leroy Jenkins, she <laughs> rips the headboard off <laughs> the bed <laughs> and throws it into the next room only to say, look at what you made me do. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Oh my God. What? Like, so I don't think, like, I, I agree that like she is not as menacing as this story definitely requires her to be. I don't think that's her fault. I think I agree. this is just a poorly constructed story. I absolutely agree with you. Um, mm -hmm. Because the thing is that, so I I have, uh, have either of you seen the, the 1980s? No, uh, I want to so watch So I actually now. just watched it last night. Yeah, so you yeah. know that bit in it, so like the mouse reveal is a great moment, right? Where the witch mm -hmm. is like, mm -hmm. the in the 1980s one, so this this bit, uh, this movie scared the shit out of my sister when she was a kid. Uh, my sister is seven years older than I am, so she was a kid when this was coming out. She was like, in that age, to be terrified by a very scary movie for kids in the 80s, which, man, they made some movies for kids that were real fucked up in the 80s. Um, they didn't yeah, they hold did. back. No, no like, they did not. No one had pulled in the film industry yet. And, well, was and like, it was like <laughs> Jim Henson's dark period too, where he was like, I know cute's fun, but it. what if instead we made them fucking terrifying like, looking? Dude, dark mm -hmm. Crystal mm -hmm. in this bitch. Like, dude, whoa, Dark dude, Crystal <laughs> fucking Chill. labyrinth. I know, yeah. Relax. This, yeah, so it's like, and there's that that moment in The Witches where she goes like, The child is no longer a child. The child is a mouse! And it's like, in as that moment, you're like, fuck, that's a good reveal. The reveal of the rat thing was like, he's yep. a rat now. It's, yep. uh, dude, there's so much wrong with this movie. There's so, so much wrong much with wrong. this movie. I I can't even begin to like, properly dissect it because there's like because it's like we need to go through and do like a scene by scene breakdown of yeah. why this film is bad <laughs> i also like want, a video essay for sure i know i want to let you guys talk also so i, I have so good. much more to say i'm sure you're gonna get in there the one thing that i found very frustrating yeah. was you have this mm. whole coven of witches uh-huh you have a whole coven of witches. Mm -hmm. The first witch you are introduced to is not Anne Hathaway. Mm -hmm. What those witches do? What do they do during the course of the movie? Nothing. Uh, yep. Nothing you yeah. have a whole coven of witches, and then it just turns into the Anne Hathaway show. Mm -hmm. And it's yeah. like, God, you have no... They do such a bad job of, like, there could be so much more where you're like, you know, a character that you think you can trust turns out to be a witch. You're like, bruh, 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 bruh. you know, it's just not, they don't do anything with any of these witches. They just, they're there and then they're not anymore except for Anne Hathaway, which is fine because it's like they weren't even fucking there in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, just, yeah. God. Oh. That's, that's infuriating. Uh, uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and get into to some of my bad. Please. Uh, get in this. Get, Please, get your hands up in this. Because I, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to keep it brief. Cause, Cause I don't, 
Okay, I'm gonna just go right <laughs> dive, there. Dive right the fuck into the deep end. Let's go. So, I this is one of my biggest pet peeves in Hollywood is writing a movie that's obviously meant for white folks mm-hmm. and being like, oh. I think, Ian, you may have said this the other day uh, before we recorded. Oh, we need to check some of these boxes of diversity. Let's just make it in Alabama, um, in the uh, Jim Crow South. Mm. Um, and yeah, that we checked our diversity. Oh, should we talk about the Jim Crow South? And, no, no, uh, no, 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 absolutely. Not absolutely, that's, that's too much. Kids can't handle that. But, you know, it'll be implied. You think it's going to be implied enough? Yeah, I don't care. We, we check these boxes. Um, because they don't talk about race at all. You have these this black family going to this fancy hotel to stay the night. Mm-hmm. Nobody mentions it. No one bats an eye. Like, the movie doesn't Where, have to be a completely and 100% about that, but that's that's the reality. Stop trying to erase racism. <laughs> Stop yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A it's hotel a as well where, again, I'd have to rewatch it because I don't remember, but I don't remember what the guests typically looked like, but pretty much everyone who worked in the hotel was a black person. Except mm-hmm. for Stanley Tucci, who was like Except running for Stanley the hotel. Tucci. Well, and all of the guests, I mean, that like Octavia Spencer even says that the guests are like rich white folk, mm-hmm. you know, like basically everyone except for the people in service positions mm-hmm. were white like anyone who is wealthy anyone who is well to do they were all white Mm -hmm. which like sure but also you can't do that and then not fucking talk about it yep you can't and there's room in there for that too with this story i feel and also like i'm so glad that that you know the witches the coven was diverse and everything but i think this is the time where you make it you make the coven super white. I, you know, mm-hmm. if that's what you need to do to make this movie work, you need to do it. Mm-hmm. You need to talk about Especially it. Especially if you're gonna re, if you're going to readjust the setting so drastically mm-hmm. and so specifically. Because why not just set it fucking today? Then, right? You know, like exactly. Take away the cell phones or some bullshit, so you get rid of all that stupid shit. Like you know, like because I recognize that. How do you do this story with cell phones or whatever? But like, there there are ways around that. Like, if you're going to so specifically set this story in such a divisive time, in such a divisive time today, I know. Like, you know, like, and you say nothing. There's nothing. And you say to nothing. You don't even yeah. like. They don't even allude to it. Like, mm-hmm. there's that. There's the one scene where. Uh, Octavia Spencer, uh, like f- when they first roll up to the hotel and the bellhop is there, who is a, a black man. And mm-hmm. then he's like a little bit surprised that she's staying there and she like tries to pay him. And he's like, oh, no, you keep your money. Like, OK, sure. But like, that's the only possible like that's it. That is the most amount that we as an audience get regarding this film. Yeah. That's unacceptable. It's some, it's, I think, one other lip service where she's like, it doesn't matter what you do or what you look like, as long as you blah, blah, blah. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, I just like, oh my God. It's like, I don't, what, what I really don't like to, um, especially as a person, a black person, is being patronized. And that's what you're doing this entire, like, dude, you're just, you're talking down to us. Like, mm-hmm. like we haven't experienced this before. 
Like we don't know what racism is like. Like we like now today, um, and what it was like then. Um, and this does nothing for that cause. Um, also, the fat shaming. Like it's two twenty twenty. Are yeah. we not done with that? Yeah, it's not fun. Like I get, I get that it's like the character in the book or whatever. But like he right. doesn't have to be. Uh, I knew from the get-go when, like, the mouse played by, his name's Bruno or something, when the Bruno mouse gets stuck in the air vent still, I was like, oh, it's the fat gag, okay. Yeah, yeah. Over and over again. I get that he's, like, he's like that in the book, but you know what else you changed from the book, Robert Zemeckis? You know what else you changed? Mm -hmm. You didn't set it in fucking Norway! (laughs) Yeah. Go fucking figure. I just, there are ways to mention his weight without it being uh, grossly offensive. There are ways yeah. to do it. It could be something of that he's, uh, he mentally is coming over. Like, you know what? I'm just happy with what I am and in, in my body that I'm in. And that could be another thing that, uh, you know, holds that character down. It could be a part of his character development. But no, you go the easy way out and just keep calling him fat the entire time. Yeah. Great. I well, hate like, it. I think, yeah. I think that you can have, like, thick people like yeah, i'm absolutely. pretty thick you can absolutely. have thick people on screen like who like to eat that's that's legit that's fine. but like mm. the whole like you know like oh i'm so fat i can't fit through the vent or or like you know like there's mm-hmm. one thing where like he like i forget but he steps on something and it's like oh he's a fat mouse like he's the heavy mouse on this I like, know. like what yeah it's fuck? just uh, it's so like all of this stuff is just rote it's and it's rote from like a from like a like the 90s like it feels like it hasn't really or like early 2000s it feels like it hasn't really adjusted or developed any any thought processes and Mm. like i get that robert zemeckis i mean robert zemeckis is a feel-good movie guy Mm. you know he sure. did Forrest yeah. Gump, which I love. There's always going to be a special place in my heart for Forrest Gump. Like, I think it's a good movie. It's not a perfect movie, but I like it. And, yeah. you know, and he's done, God, like so many other things. But all of his movies have this kind of vibe of like, isn't everything going to be okay? Everything's going to be okay. But like that, he's the, I think he was the wrong director for this movie. Absolutely. Mm. I think he was the wrong director. I think, pardon I think he was the wrong director, and I think Anne Hathaway was poorly cast. I think so. I think so. Absolutely. I think God, even get fucking mistakes. like Tilda Swinton up in here. Get someone who like Absolutely. looks really fucking. Mm. We already know what Tilda Swinton looks like bald. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the and, thing is, yeah. yeah, it's just between between that, between the bad writing, and there's something I want to I want to ask about because, like, as a as a white person who who has not grown up with like a an experience outside of my own there was something about the writing of the black characters that made me really uncomfortable oh yeah because it felt like they were super fucking stereotypical every and like the things they like the things they eat the way they talk had this kind of like down home feel so i wanted to ask you about that ben because you're the only person here who can actually talk about this with no octavia spencer (sighs) I, I love her so much, but like, yeah, she almost had like a mammy feel to mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Um mm-hmm. In in certain instances, um, only one can say only is kind of like somewhat okay because she's taking care of a young black boy, which I believe what's a grandson, correct? Yeah, yeah. Um, yes. but it's still like it. There are uncomfortabilities there, absolutely, because 
she becomes a caricature uh, of herself again directing uh choices mm-hmm. um uh just yeah just how she carried herself also chris rock absolutely hated his narration and i hated him in this i hated everything he said everything that came out of his mouth i hated his inflections also that probably that uncomfortability that you are mentioning a lot of the stereotype uh, types of how one would speak and how enthusiastic they might be uh they, yeah a lot of that was because of the way he i don't know th- th- midway through i was like dude why what are you doing mm. I, I used i used to have to do this and then i was like a rat and then i was like ah, da, da, da. Mm-hmm. i'm like bro i don't yeah. know what's happening right now but like i need you to stop yeah um and it's also his narration was extremely inf- infuriating infuriatingly inconsistent he was heavy in the beginning said a few things in the middle and then all of a sudden at the end he's talking again i was just like dude why oh that whole final scene made me go like whoa absolutely absolutely and the fucking cgi and the rats like Dude, the CGI in this is just the CGI awful. is. I, I I remember watching this and thinking Stuart Little did a better job at CGI. Absolutely, that movie came out in 1999. There is no excuse. Yeah. It's 2020. <laughs> what the fuck, guys? Yeah, it's like no it excuse. looks like fucking Polar Express. Yeah, which is a hauntingly bad movie for CGI. It you know hits the uncanny valley like a fucking Jesus missile. It's fucking oh my god. It's unbelievably bad it's unbelievably bad yeah this is to love uh, that movie Stuart little not the other one okay i was yeah. gonna say you like the polar <laughs> express like i mean yeah. I, I like lovecraftian horror too but like come on uh, yeah right. <laughs> uh and uh, one more bad before because i keep going on and I, I i actually i get the direction for anne hathaway's character was off but i just think she made some really poor choices too guys i i did not like her performance that's fair I felt as if she's like one of those actors that she come up with, especially if you're in an acting program, who's just like, I, I'm going to tear this role the fuck up and I'm just going to go off. No, no guardrails or anything. And, you know, I'm acting now because I'm loud. And <laughs> like, hmm. I was like, no, you're just loud. Um, to be fair. Yeah. I would just like to say in her defense, it's not go like. She would have been able to give a stellar performance because the writing was so incredibly bad. You're that, absolutely like, correct. Why I, the I fuck not? To that. You're like signed in. You're locked in. Yep. Breaking contracts going to cost you a bunch of money and possibly blacklist you. Why not fuck have fun? It. Why not yeah. Nicholas Cage yeah. this shit? Like I I agree with that. I think that could work too because you saw that in like Street Fighters with um uh your boy uh, I can't think of his name right now um are you thinking uh, of Raul Julia in Mortal Kombat Yes Raul Ju- Julia Mortal Kombat <laughs> just playing having uh, bison fucking fun bison just having f- he did dude had so much fun and his performance is not great but he's still just like fun giving fact, it all fun fact he did that because his kids loved uh loved the games and he yeah. wanted them he, he knew he was like dying of cancer and he wanted them to like have something to hold on to and be able to watch in like that's so sweet his favorite yeah. jesus christ mortal Kombat. yeah yeah uh, no he was a, it was street fighter oh it was street, street fighter my apologies yeah. street but, fighter yeah which apparently is not it's pretty good mm-hmm well, I know a movie yeah. we all need to watch. Um, <laughs> right. So that's I, 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 and that's where 
that's where I was coming from with that from the Hathaway approach. Like I, I feel think you. that this is like just an over the top like I'll concede to that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I now that you guys kinda like clarified a little bit. I, I get that. I'm and there were you. there were parts of me that made me go like, do they want this to be a screwball comedy? Cause it it felt like it paid homage at times to some like it hot. Doesn't mean they did it well. But like there was like <laughs> A few times in the beach scene, like or like where they were looking out over the beach, I was like, "Holy shit! This hotel looks very much like the one from Some Like It Hot." It really does. Um, and so, like that was, I, I, this movie's not shot well, y'all. No, no, it's not shot well. Like so many times that they just had like a bland ass camera angle, and I was like, "All right, like oh, and the like, action sequences yeah. are boring as fuck. Super boring. Mm -hmm. yeah, there's there's no tension in any of this movie. There's no fear. There's no danger. None. The mm -mm. stakes are fucking minimal. I mean, it's like it's just like." Blanda. I'm gonna ask you about this, Matt, because you are more, um, you have a better knowledge of like cameras and, and the lenses and things. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of this seems like the, the lens may have been wide and there weren't really too many tight shots here. Uh, and usually tight shots with, um, I guess, a specific lens makes that menacing feel, I think, a little bit more uh, instant um, and, and immersive. Mm hmm. Uh, would you say that might have been some of the issue here too? Um, yeah, even I, I know. Yeah, well, yeah. Go ahead. I, I, I think, I think you're, I think you're right. There is this. There's a part of this where uh, it mostly stuck to it mostly stuck to wider framing. Uh, mm -hmm. It stuck to, and the thing is, you can use wide framing to make a character seem very small. You know, you can mm -hmm. use wide framing, not just for setting things up, but also for moments of um, alienation or isolation or for mm -hmm. actual size things. And you got a bunch of mice. So, but like. I feel like the weird thing is that most of the time, I, I feel like we got a lot more top-down views than bottom-up mm. views. Like, most of the time, the mice were up on something looking down at the people from this kind of angle where you see everything. Whereas, like, I wanted it to almost feel claustrophobic. Mm -hmm. As if it's like, imagine, right, instead of this kind of top-down thing, it's like they're running through, like, a forest of legs or something like that. There was mm -hmm. never any danger of them being stomped on. I agree. It sticks mostly to wide. It's also just not, like, there's nothing creative or brave or compelling about anything they do in mm -hmm. the, the cinematography. Also, I would just like to point out those beach shots are clearly CGI. Yeah, they are. It's a fucking the beach. The beach shots through the window. The oh, beach is clearly yeah. CGI. Guys. <sighs> yeah. I I I just think the the fact that they relied so heavily on CGI for things that didn't need to be CGI mm -hmm. shows because they didn't do a good job of it, you know? Uh yeah. like it's a fucking beach. What are you doing? <laughs> I know. You know how easy it is to make a a beach shot. Just make a backdrop. Even. Yeah, Fuck. anything. Yeah, like... Just like you know. And if you're gonna do so much CGI, at least make it make it good. It's 2020. You can't. We can't be yeah. here. I don't want to have to talk about this. Hey, can we also talk about just real quick? I. No, go ahead. No, 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 no. It's all right. I want to hear what you have to say. I want to hear what you have to say. Why the fuck was the potion on ice like Grey Goose? 
they have all these fucking buckets of gray goose rat no, potion? Shit, it was straight up cough syrup. Let's not. We it's lean. We I know mean, what it, it is. definitely right? looks like fucking Dimetap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just it's so all of it is dumb. Everything is bad. Nothing is good. It, oh yeah, that was a bad decision. Another question, real quick, uh, uh, yeah. for mm. both of you guys, uh, you might know: Is practical too expensive? Why? What is? Why is the move to CGI happening? Uh, so so yeah, CGI is annoyingly cheaper. Um, yeah, especially you have to build less things. That so that's less time and labor. You also have to spend less time worrying about maintaining them. Mm-hmm. Uh, like maybe, God forbid, some something tragic happens and you lose like uh, an integral puppet or something for a scene. Then it's like, okay, well that's a whole like a whole thing week to build that puppet, which puts the production schedule a whole week behind. Like mm. there's just so many moving pieces to practical stuff that in the end make it better. I'd say, but absolutely, it is like much easier to be like, okay, and there the green is nice and flat and even. Great, like yeah, let's shoot. It's gotcha. just, I it, yeah, unfortunately, it is cheaper, but um, but it's, it's not cheaper worse. to do well though. No, I feel like you know, like it feels very much, and maybe it's maybe it is cheaper because of time or something, but like to do it well, like you know, like mm-hmm. we could tell the beach was fucking CGI. Because they didn't do it well here. Like, yeah, it was inevitably yeah. cheaper and quicker, probably. But, like, to do it well, like, I feel like it still takes time and money. I'm surprised they didn't do a blend, though. I feel like you can kind of split the difference, have, uh, especially for that cat. Like, I, I think that cat was completely mm. CGI. And I'm like, there are was. moments where you could just have a fucking cat and just blend it when it's The moving. original movie, yeah. the cat is such a smaller portion of the film. That's something this film gets right, dear viewer. There is more cat. There is more uh, cat. But the the cat is such a small portion of that film, but so memorable because it's a real little black cat. Yeah. And it's so sweet. And it's trying to eat the mouse. And I'm like, I don't care. You could eat the mouse. You're <laughs> a good cat. Right. He's a cute, little cute cat. Yeah. God. But, but I don't know. That's that's uh, This is very interesting. And I also want the listener to like understand... The, uh, the the problem and why CGI is happening more yeah. than practice. Yeah, of it's course. not just yeah. that like people, because remember, every decision in Hollywood is always about money. money. Hollywood, Hollywood is only exclusively about money. Yep. And, and so, yep. of course, there you go. There you have it. That's why we're going to That's... CGI, because <laughs> yeah. it's cheaper. There you go. All right, uh, <sighs> let's get into how to remake this movie again. Ooh, okay. Uh, also, can I just yeah. say, because Ian referenced this, I, before we go in, because Ian referenced this in his opening and we haven't talked about it yet, Anne Hathaway's accent is... Yeah, all right, we do need to unpack yeah, this. Is, is, yeah, yeah, a, is an accent from a non-existent Eastern European country. She sounds... Like someone pretending to be Dracula who has only ever heard other people pretend to be Dracula. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm making it sound like Dracula is a real person, but fuck it, whatever. Um, <laughs> like, like it's her whole thing is she's just she has this accent that goes all over the place, and she's yeah. just talking, and she calls garlic garlic, which is what? not a sound. That yeah, and it's and like he, a two-minute bit. Yeah. And she keeps it's saying, a... 
Yeah. So yeah, Stanley Tucci comes in and is like, "Hey, like we've uh, I'm very charming and we have these two soups for you and your coven to choose from. I don't know they're a coven, but uh, would you like our our delicious crab sort of bisque thing or would you like this split pea soup?" And she's like, "Oh, really? she's cheaper." And he's like, "Uh, it's probably the split pea." And she's like, "Then we will have the split pea soup." No garlic. And he, he like Stanley Tucci rightfully <laughs> like stops and is like, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> right? And she like I can tell that Robert Zemeckis thought this was the funniest fucking thing. Oh yeah. Oh Absolutely. yeah. He thought this was fu- we struck gold, folks. We did it. <sighs> I'm, gonna to, I'm gonna try to rationalize it. Maybe gurlic. this is made my head cannon is She's a witch, which who obviously in in this world, witches are demons. Um, and she is trying to impersonate someone with that accent and just kind of threw together a cocktail of Eastern European accents. Sure, uh, I'll give that. Could be it. Um, it just doesn't work. Oh fuck! There's another thing we need to talk about. I know you're pressed for time, Ben, but this is actually really important. Oh, go ahead. Um, let's do it. Okay, so. This film has caused some controversy in uh, the disabled communities because of its representation of witches um, mm. and specifically mm. their... So certain things are written into the witches, right, from the book. They have no toes, square feet. They have... Uh, they're bald and they get wig rash. They have mm-hmm. pupils that can change color, which is weird because that's not how that do. Um and uh, they have big noses and their nostrils can flare when they're smelling a child. And they have claws like a cat on their hands. Mm. And uh, Robert Zemeckis took that to mean, well, what if we only gave them three fingers with, mm. without, without real claws? Um, the thing is that that is actually, I forget what it's called. I can't, I'm, I'm sorry, dear listener, I, I can't remember the specific. There is a condition that causes your hands to grow in a very similar way. And, uh, and the disabled community, rightfully so, was like, hey guys, could we not fucking demonize like us? Like, could we, could we maybe like, it's fucking cat claws. No, no, no human has cat claws. This is an easy thing to avoid. And like, we get that. Yeah. I mean, the stump feet is like, you know, that's already pushing the line in terms of like, you know, things of that nature. But but the the finger growth was an unnecessary choice mm-hmm. and uh, has led to a lot of hurt. And um, the Warner Brothers, I believe, is it, yeah, Warner Brothers put out a very lukewarm statement. And Hathaway, to her credit, actually put out a really, really good apology statement where she mm-hmm. said, like, hey, I have since learned about this. I'm so sorry for the hurt I caused. I'm going to do more to educate myself. I apologize. Like, she actually did a good job. She gave a real apology, which is better she than did. what the fucking studio did. So She strikes me as someone who tries to stay on top yeah, of Yeah, and yeah. I mean, the thing is, it's again, she shouldn't have to apologize for it. It should be Robert Zemeckis out there, like, you know, crawling mm. over broken glass because it's yeah. his fucking fault. She's yeah. just a person who was hired to play a role. And the fact That's that true. she's the person doing that uh, is a credit to her and a discredit to Robert Zemeckis and everyone else involved, all the producers and everyone else. The thing is, it's just, guys, look, it's so easy to make someone look inhuman and also not make them look like they're differently abled. 
They're fucking demons. Guys, They're demons. Haunt. And like, you got the big wide mouth thing. Give right, them fucking cat claws. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I just don't understand how you go from cat claws to like three fingered hands that don't even right. actually fucking have claws. Am I right? And also, like, I'm pretty sure, and this is a little same on topic, but a little off topic. Um, I think there is cause for concern with Roald Dahl being anti-Semitic um, and mm. the betrayal of some of these witches, especially mm. with the noses and everything. Seems that they hit on that. Um, I don't know how you 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 really change any of that, but uh, I kind of felt that vibe. Now, I could be off base with that, but I felt a little uncomfortable when they were describing some of the witches, and I was like, oh, uh. I was like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So I have a BBC article here that I won't go too much into. I think I'm the, looking at the, the same one. The dark side of Roald Yeah, Dahl. I'm on it as well. There it is. Okay. Uh, James and the Giant Peach has been lambasted for its racism, profanity, and sexual innuendo. Oh. I haven't read uh, anything aside from the witches. Oh, I read Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, yeah. The, the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory when they sent out a bunch of golden tickets and none of those kids are black. That, that one. <laughs> Throughout yeah. the entire world. <laughs> Mm. Guess he missed Africa. That's a whole continent. Guess he didn't send them over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry, guys, if I just, like, <laughs> on the air, just ruin roll dog for you. No, I mean, the thing is, right, uh, <laughs> there's always this context that we can talk about wherein a person is a product of their times and mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Uh, and and things that were more culturally acceptable are now culturally unacceptable. Thank you. You still run into people who kind of cross that boundary, people like H.P. Lovecraft, who, mm-hmm. while I am a huge fan of the cosmos he created, he was also a big old racist and, you know, fuck yeah. that, fuck him. And uh, Jesus, yeah. The thing is that there's a way to reappropriate and like take the art away from the 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 old racist people who made it. But mm-hmm. this is not the way to do it. Yeah. This is not the way to do it. Yeah, I feel like there are ways you can you can describe the witches. You could you can you can take liberties with the description um, and even some of the de- some of the design too. Um, that can kind of steer away from that because um, you've already taken so many damn liberties already. Like, why not go a step further just to be like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, his description was a little problematic, if not completely problematic. And it's like, let's just change it a little bit. Make, you know, yeah. I don't know. That's just a very interesting thing um, that I also felt as well. And I don't see too many people talking about that. Yeah, I, I, I feel like, God, I wish we had more time to uh, more more time to unpack that because that's a, yeah. I, I feel like that's Jesus, a thing for a yeah. whole conversation that Absolutely. we could have, but we don't Jeez. unfortunately have time to talk about now. Well, one of these days we're going to start doing video essays, and I think this would be definitely on the list. Yeah. Uh, we start a list now. This is one of those things. Yeah. Uh, well, we can compare and contrast both of these films because I think it, it, it warrants a good hour, hour and a half of just us dissecting it. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. But now, but, uh, now, that, now yeah. that those things have been raised... Let's, as you as you asked earlier, let's transition into the re remake. Once we decide to re remake this remake, how are we going mm-hmm. to remake the remake? Fuck. Uh, yeah. Oh boy. I, I'll keep it in the, the South. 
I, I think there's a lot uh, of the six, uh, 1960s South. I think it's the 60s, if I'm not mistaken, uh, late 60s. Or, 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 yeah, I'll, like I'll keep it. I'll keep it there because there's a lot you can do with this story. You're right. You're already taking. A That's lot on of the living. right track. It's on the right of. track. I, I do like that. I like the change of of of, of scene. Yeah, agreed. And environment. But if you're gonna do that, so actually, it was I. I was the person who brought up uh, yesterday. Uh, the the like box ticking. The thing is that this is one of those situations in which, as you said, a oh, character yeah, were, a character was written. Yeah, it's important that I get credit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, fuck, what was I saying? Um, it's so like yeah. This this was a, a thing that was clearly written for white characters, and then mm. at the at the last second they were like, oh shit, we need to. Uh, uh, well, if we make them black, that'll be fine, right? Mm-hmm. And then, like, it doesn't. But the thing is that they didn't do this. Is and this is something that I've kind of I, I I've said before, and I, I'm going to keep saying it. It's not representation is the bottom rung. It's not good enough just to be like, okay, well, we've got our our like color palette down, cool, good. Like, let's keep going. You can't just put a character into a story. And not then think about how that's going to alter it and keep the truth and like be mm-hmm. truthful. And like the thing is, you have characters who are black in the South in the 60s and you're not you're not going to talk about racism. You're not going to talk about Jim Crow like that's got to go. We got, you know, it's like you got to yeah. push that shit because that's a, because you're what you're saying, Ben, as you said, is that it's an erasure. They're saying like mm-hmm. everything was fine. Everything was great back then, you know. Yep, yep. And just just lean in, lean into that, man. Make yeah. the make the connections. Make this the symbolism is there. Make Stanley the, Tucci a racist. Yeah, yeah the like, motif the motifs are there. Like, get into it. Don't be afraid, dude. You you've said it in this time period. Now it is your job to do the fucking heavy lifting. Yep. Do not be lazy. I, as a matter of fact, I would get, I would get have gotten black and brown writers on this. Um. That's another thing. Yeah, I I will say, so the the three writers on here, uh, it was Robert Zemeckis, Kenya Barris, who is uh, a who is a black man. And OK. And Guillermo del Toro, Toro. who is there are black and brown people. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. He's kind of good. He's 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 Mexican. So is he Mexican? I thought he was. I'm pretty sure he's Mexican. He might be. Well, right. he was born am, in Los Angeles. Hang on, hang on. I, Let's do Mexican <laughs> filmmaker. All, all over. <laughs> he was born in Los Angeles. I thought he was Mexican. <laughs> he's a Spaniard. No, he's actually Portuguese. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a he's a Mexican filmmaker. Okay, cool, That's cool, part cool. Of I don't know why. I, why. I think I think so it was much. Antonio Banderas who I think. Oh wait, um, Del Toro. Yes. Yeah, Del Toro, I thought I yes. thought we were talking about Kenya Barris, and I was like, "Ah, uh, what?" Del Toro is Mexican. I <laughs> no, 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 so no. Yeah, Del Toro. Yeah, Del Toro is Hispanic. Um, well, then and, I don't know what happened. And here. the thing is, I, he's actually yes. like a brilliant writer and a filmmaker. Like, yeah. fuck, man, mm-hmm. he's done some great shit. This is not one of his good I, ones. I and I don't know what happened here. The thing I is, what know. I think happened is that Robert Zemeckis wrote a script mm-hmm. and then brought some people in to to like do and again i don't know so and i'm too lazy to do research this is all speculation sure yeah but it feels very much like this was written by like an old white guy and then he was like well i need to bring in some people who aren't old white guys so that no one accuses me of like writing stereotypes but then they didn't do anything to like undo the stereotypes 
where like you know and here's the horror here's the horrifying thought maybe they did god yeah. that's true it could have this could have <laughs> been way toned down but like everything yeah. from like you know you know being like oh you know like she had all this this down home medicine that like you know she was like a natural healer it's which like has this kind of connotation that like mm-hmm. there's Show you does. know she's like uneducated and and is using alternative medicines because she doesn't know any better like all that shit has got to go you know gotta go it's gotta go it's gotta fucking go and that's the thing is that yeah there's you gotta get writers from the get-go who are not old white men because fuck um or at least if you're gonna get an old white man get someone who's fucking woke like get someone who's actually tapped in you know i would love a jordan peele adaptation of this um that would be really that cool. That would be or fucking Nia, dope. Nia DaCosta, uh, one of the, someone else, a, a, a black, or even Barry Jenkins. I, I love what he's he doing. He would do um, the horror so well, too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like he yeah. would really be able to get into it. Because that's the other thing is that this movie has to be scary. This movie is not yes. scary. There has not to be all. tension. The witches aren't frightening. They aren't, even with their like demonic appearance, they're like, they're, they're fucking tame, yeah, you know? Yeah. Like, make them fucking spooky-ooky. Like, make it, you know, up the stakes for these mice. Right. Fuck. You see it in the trailer, too. It's just like, this, a lot, and also everything was just really bright. And there are, you can do a bright movie that's terrifying. I mean, look at uh, Midsummer. I mean, it takes place Mm -hmm. in the daytime. Um, So, but I don't think this team has the ability to do that so just make it a little easier in yourself make the color palette just maybe like grays and yeah make you it know, a little darker darker and work with some shadows here and also just like even in the the promo material have just like i would just do a silhouette or a, a back shot of the witches don't even show the witches i yeah. just like make them creepy and gangly and just like just a, a, a glimmer of what that looks like until you get the reveal. Yeah, I, you know, um, that's what I would do. Also, like, its movie is, already has a superior uh, film adaptation from what I'm hearing. So, like, I don't. I mean, like, maybe just don't do it. I know that's <laughs> a cop out, but like, <laughs> it seems like it already has one. Yeah, like, what? What? So, you're what we're asking ourselves is, what would you do in this reboot? Well, I mean, like, okay, I, you know, these are the things, but at the same time, just go to the fucking 80s. It's there. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to do it again, right, these yeah. are the questions that every writer must ask themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Why, why this story? Why yeah. now? And why me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why does this story matter in the moment? And why am I the person to tell the story? And if you can't answer those questions, maybe you shouldn't be telling that fucking story. Maybe you should like do yep. something else. Like literally anything yep. else, Robert Zemeckis. Come on. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> dude, the thing is, like, Robert Zemeckis is like obviously a talented filmmaker. He's not mm-hmm. bad, but this movie is so far. It like it's it's been <sighs> Kids' movies have been minionized, man. Mm-hmm. The minions yeah. are the fucking devil. They're the yeah. worst thing that's <laughs> happened to children's movies because it's like, oh, they're so cute, and they go, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> fuck that shit. Give kids dark shit. They can handle it. Yeah, it might make mm-hmm. them scared of stuff forever, but like, you know what? Welcome to adulthood. You should it. be scared. This they world is over. <laughs> and also, this is a, a, a you missed an opportunity to teach kids about racism and institutionalized racism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you, yeah. This is an important time. This is a, t- a time when they need to know this stuff. 
Yeah. And I right can tell now. that at the end, they thought that they had kind of done that. You know, I, like right. they thought they had done. No, that's not me defending them. Like that's just no, no. I'm, I'm, no I'm more I'm, cringe. They like, did. They thought. Oh, by the, the end, they're did. like, we did it. We we empowered these kids. Now go out and get them. Like, like nothing, nothing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely nothing. So yeah, if I, we, I think what we're all leaning at is like, if you're gonna do it, get into the nitty gritty. Make it terrifying because one, racism is terrifying. Make the witches absolutely mm-hmm. fucking racist as shit. Yeah. yeah, make the witches all white. Make so them all white. All white. Make yeah. them all white. Something that wasn't hit home hard enough in this remake that I thought was really cool in the original version is like the guys under which this coven of witches congregates. And there's something like, uh, I forget exactly what it is, but it's like the RSPCC or something, the uh, Royal Special Protection. Uh, it's some sort of society to protection of children. Yeah. And so it's under the guise of being for children and like being like concerned with their safety. And it feels like very institutionalized. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's an angle there that could also be explored with, you know, like making the witches all white. Yeah, you know, um, absolutely. And and again, right, like play up that institutional thing, play up yep. the mm-hmm. ideas that, you know, they are, you know, like that whole notion of like, well, we have to do this for them, you know, because they can't, you know, they can't do that for themselves. That kind of like really creepy institutional dialogue mm. that mm-hmm. that yes. white people are super duper good at using. Um that kind of colonialist bullshit. Yeah. Like lean into that. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you gotta do something. You can't just put characters into a story for, you know, as, as we said, to tick a box and then not deal with how that's going to shape your story. And like, and ultimately if you do the work, make your story more dynamic and better. But if you don't do that work, it's not going to be better. Oh, mm-hmm. fuck. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. We uh, could talk okay, about so, this for like a decade, but let's let's move on to the rating. Um, yeah, let's get into the rating. Yeah, because I know Ben's got a time crunch. I, I will. I will. I'll, I want to do this real quick. I'll do an opening scene. I'll make it really quick. Um, hmm. Word. Go. You, you please. start. You start off. You make one of the witches. Um, because I honestly, I would show the witches in that moment where there's a flashback to the grandma and everything like that. Maybe make one of the witches like a principal of a school, an all white school. And she's for the first time going to be integrated into that school. And the witch is like, I don't want this colored girl in my fucking school, blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, obviously, and they're still trying to funnel in these kids and like, you know, I don't know, some type of tension there. And you just as the, the kid is like leaving the school and being escorted from the school, you just see the witch staring and glaring at her. I don't know. That's one of the things. I mean, I make. definitely I think that is a really solid way to do it. The other way that you could do it is you could have the witch be you could have the kid become aware that mm. she's being kind of like do a Pennywise situation. Mm. Oh, and yeah. like and like the kid barely gets away. And then she like or he goes to the new school mm-hmm. and then the witch is the principal and you're like oh no because mm, then you get this idea that like oh fuck not only are they everywhere and malevolent but they're in power yes you know? mm. and then and yes. then you can build with that and play with that and like also if you're going to introduce a witch in the early parts of it um, could you please have that witch have like any personality and maybe do something like you know, it's the fact that they introduce 
this witch, and then she's like just another witch and the only yeah. one that matters. You got to use the coven. Make them have personalities. Make them dynamic. Absolutely. Make them interesting in their shittiness. Perhaps right. each one has a certain mm. specialty or something like right. that, you know? Maybe maybe not as many, too. That way you can focus on um, uh, each one. As or, well. or you know, you can have more but have a certain kind of like upper enclave an upper there echelon like that, the, like yeah. you know, there so you, you, you get really the idea on. that they're pervasive, but you have the the main bad and then the lieutenants, right? Yeah, then, yeah, 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 yeah. That you got to get through to get to the main bad, absolutely. Yeah. All right, let's get to the uh, rating system. I'm sorry to derail that, but it just, <laughs> it, was, it was uh fucking on my mind. All right, so um, Matt, what do you rate this movie? Um, oh, I'm gonna add an amend, uh, an addendum here. Uh, what happened in this movie? Briefly state: Is it directing? Uh, mm. writing, um, acting. Uh, just like, what do you think happened? Producers got involved. Why did this movie receive oh, boy. <laughs> the, uh, okay. the, the rating that you get? So this is definitely going to be an I would rather. It's actually mm. creeping towards Kissing Booth for me. Um, it is. It's like, I, I don't think it is as bad as the Kissing Booth, but, oh shit, it could be. I don't know. I So, fuck. For me, I think this is going to be an I would rather... And honestly, for me, I, I would rather fucking eat pea soup. I fucking hate pea soup. I hate All right. pea soup. I yeah. have always hated it. I always will. That's I would weird. rather eat a big old fucking bowl of it without any gorla. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this movie. E, what's your rating? Oh, you got to say. Uh, oh, oh why it's, I mean, it's clearly here? for me, everything stems from the direction. Um, mm -hmm. Robert Zemeckis at this point is a powerful enough force that we can't really say. He was also one of the producers on it. Like Robert Zemeckis yeah. mm. does not kowtow like people kowtow to Robert Zemeckis. So right. this is clearly one of those things where Robert Zemeckis had a way that he wanted it and he made it that way. But the problem is, is that that was a out of tune with like what a good movie is like in this day and age. And also mm -hmm. just like kind of out of touch with the connotations and like some of the bigger implications of the writing. So I think this is a direct a, a directorial issue. Um, hands down, cool. I think for me. Yeah. Legit. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, mm hmm. Yeah. E, what you what you got? What you think? For me, uh this film uh is the quality of something for the background, but is so egregious in how it it it, it misfires on like nearly every sort of uh, cylinder outside of like aesthetically visually uh, uh in the background. Uh I would rather clean Doug's litter box with my hands than Ooh, oh, watch this film again. No. Like, yeah. I get like, that. I, it's just such a like you like you pointed out it's a milk toast experience and that's already egregious in and of itself. Uh but the fact that they essentially like tried to like tokenize their main character by making them black and doing nothing with it, like it's just egregious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like not actually changing the story at all. I call it Splenda representation and uh, I think this is a yeah. Uh, I give it this rating because I think you're right. It's it's a directorial problem here. Zemeckis, especially knowing now that he's a producer as well, like yeah, this was this was what Zemeckis wanted, and yeah, boy howdy, is it unpleasant. Okay, uh, it's my turn. Uh, I'm gonna give this a kissing booth. Um, mm. and I do you not know, blame you. I don't think it will overtake the kissing booth as. <laughs> 
as the worst, but it's it's hot shit, and I really can't get past the the not re- fully going for you know the racist elements um, that you just missed, and it's it's not only is it egregious, it's it's hurtful. Of course, because um, they didn't just yeah. miss it; they chose yeah. to ignore it. They chose to ignore it too because kids can't handle it. Um, it's patronizing. It's it's hurtful. Um, it's arrogant. Um, and I actually like Robert Zemeckis as a director. Um, I like a lot of his stuff. Um, he is hit or miss a lot, but I think he's more hit. Some for me. I mean, I love Back to the Future. All, all of them, even the I third mean, one. Yeah. So it's just like I have a soft spot for him as a director, and this is just not it. So it's me more disappointing that I have to give it. A fucking kissing booth. And mm. yeah, he has the three trifectas, right? He's the director, producer, and he wrote it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all. If there's one common fault. denominator, it's Robert Zemeckis. <laughs> it's fucking Zemeckis. And this makes me a little a little nervous about the Flashpoint movie that he's supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is a mm. kissing booth. Yeah. This movie's fucking bad. I will say, I wouldn't even let my kids watch this. Yeah. No. Why, why? Have them watch the original Witches. Yep. Nope. I, I Usually what I do for these, like especially if it's a kid's film, I like, I'll give it two ratings. No, I don't waste your fucking time. Yeah. yeah. There's much more meaningful stuff that you could be showing to children to have them learning and growing. You can have them read the fucking book. Have yeah. them read the book. Have them read yeah. the book. There you go. Reading's good for you, actually. Reading's great for you. To have them redo that, because this ain't it. So with that being said, like we do a movie podcast, but like reading's good too. Reading's right. great. Reading's, reading's good, good too, for you, absolutely. actually. Dear listener, yeah, right. read more books. It feels read great. And yeah. honestly, can I just say this? I, I want to put this out there because I know there's a lot of uh there's a lot of people that kind of poo-poo audiobooks, like literary types, because they're like, oh, well, if you're not reading it, blah, blah, blah. Guess what? Your brain processes heard storytelling and read storytelling in the same fucking way, so there's no fucking difference. And yeah. anyone oh, who is shit. arguing that is actually just being classist. Uh, and Eurocentric because guess what? Oral traditions existed for a long time. Absolutely. And people have different ways of learning stuff. There's yep. not one way. Yep. Uh, and also film, which is why I love doing this podcast. Films can be very informative and just as enriching as mm-hmm. books. This ain't it. This is not uh, the one. But... <laughs> right. Because there could also be some shitty books. This is actually, I, from what I hear, is a pretty good book. I didn't read it as a kid. Read the fucking book. Because this movie is a waste of your goddamn time. Yeah. Let's move on. Uh, guys, this has been great. Uh, what movie are we doing next week? Because I, 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 if I talk about this one more time, <laughs> I am going to rip my skin off. Oh, <laughs> like boy. The bone. All right. So <laughs> next week, next week, we are going to be, it's Throwback Thursday. Next week, mm. we are going to be reviewing Harry and the Hendersons. Boop, 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 uh, which is on Hulu. Yes, it's on Hulu. Serves correctly. So if you want to watch it ahead of time and then tune in for our, uh, I'm sure, glowing, glowing reviews of the <laughs> magnificent performances of John Lithgow at all. So I'm so ready. fucking stoked for this movie. Um, it's so good. My vote was for the Iron Giant, but we've all seen it already. And look, dear listener, we it's l- not streaming. It's either. not streaming either. And also, yeah. it, we all know that it's the, one of the best fucking movies out there. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> no right, surprises at all. Uh, that's like, this is great. <laughs> amazing <laughs> oh end. shit it is, on, it is on HBO Max go watch the Iron Giant on HBO Max go watch the Iron watch Giant it's the, the best fucking thing ever us. yeah absolutely uh, it might be one of these days we'll do like a viewing party I don't know we'll see how that sets up 
Oh, uh, sure. If you want Ian, if you want to see Ian cry, maybe. If you yeah. want to see Ian ugly cry, I want to see Ian ugly cry. Oh, <laughs> yeah, man. yeah, yeah. I've seen it. Oh God, that could be our Patreon. Oh God, I've got it. Yeah, it's just people go. can people can tune in and watch us make movies that make us really like uncomfortably emotional. <laughs> Iron Giant, Lilo and Stitch. Yeah, just have a close-up help. shot on our eyes, and you can just see them. It's <laughs> just to, like... the tears. Coco, yeah, yeah. Oh, Coco. Coco. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. All right well, now I'm sad. Let's do yeah. plugs. Yeah. Let's do plugs. All right. Uh, well, since Ian said, Matt, why don't you tell the people who you are, uh, what you're doing, how to get in contact with you, and what's your favorite YA novel? Hmm. Oh, God. All right. Let's see. My name is Matt Frost. You can find me on Facebook as Matt Frost. You can find me on Instagram as Spider and B, like the tattoos on my arms. My website is mattfrost.media. And my email address is mfrostcreative at gmail.com. I've also started tweeting again because, uh, you know, election times and I needed a place to avoid to scream into. And mm-hmm. uh, you can follow me there at Matt Frost Creative. No, M Frost Creative. At M Frost Creative. And uh, yeah, my favorite young adult novel. Two of the books that I read when I was younger that I absolutely adored were uh, The Little Prince, uh, which is less of a young adult novel, more of a kid's book, but it's very, very, very good because it has wonderful themes. Um, I also really enjoyed The Phantom Tollbooth, um, which I read as a young, uh, a a youngin, and... I think for a more classic, if you know, if if you're gonna like push against those and go, those are more for like kid kids. Fine, okay. I will say that my number one like young adult novel is either The Hobbit or The Princess Bride. All right, right on. Yeah, yeah, Hell absolutely. Yeah. That count. Yeah, for sure. Princess Bride's really good. Yeah, I fucking love The Princess Bride, and I love The Hobbit because I love J.R.R. Tolkien. Um, even though it's his his prose is not quite as exciting as you know watching paint dry, but The Hobbit's The Hobbit's easier than The Lord of the Rings, certainly. Yeah, yeah. He he sometimes gets a little bit in his own way. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, dude. Okay, okay. I get the tree. The tree's beautiful. I get it. <laughs> Stop describing the tree. <laughs> Uh, okay. Ian, why don't you tell the people who you are, how to get in contact with you, what you're doing, and what is your favorite romance novel? Mm. Oh, shipe. Okay. Okay. Uh, All right. So Ben's just bringing the hard ones out. All right. (laughs) I have to do some research because there's one in particular that I remember. Oh, fuck. Okay. Uh, huh. That explains a lot. Uh, my name is Ian Gabriel Gonzalez Mutiner. Uh, you can find me on Facebook as Ian Mutiner. You can find me on Instagram as Sock Ninja eight eight eight, or you can find me on Twitter as Sir Yikes a Lot at Baby Got Knack. And my favorite romance novel was this one novel that was about like it was almost like Beauty and the Beast, but it was like this weird fucking vampire novel. Oh wow! It was like a weird, dark, gothic romance novel told from the first person perspective of this woman who was in love with this vampire but he was like yo chill with that shit but like, <laughs> she was still locked up in his castle or something i forget it was like it, it had a really english sounding name but like it was very dark and gothic and brooding and uh i read it when i was in like middle school or high school i can't remember but uh it made me feel things 
Mm. Oh, nice. Hell yeah. All right. All right, what you got for me? Yeah, yeah all right. It. Ben, who are you? What are you up to? How can people get in touch with you? And what is, I feel like it's got to be book themed now. Yeah. What is, I don't want to softball it for you because you gave us two really hard ones, but I, but I'm more curious about this. What's your favorite sci-fi book that you've read? Oh, this one's easy. Uh, I talk about this at nauseum. Also, uh, what's your actually, least favorite? That is tough. That's, All there right. we go. That's, That's the one I. <laughs> All right. Given that the good one's easy, I want to know what the bad one is. All right, so my name's Ben Jenkins. You can find me on Facebook at Benjamin Timothy Jenkins. You can find me on Twitter at BTJenkins91. You can find me on uh, Instagram at Benvolio91, where I both Twitter and Instagram are getting really politically charged because, you know, we might be experiencing a coup. Um, so if you wanted, to, if you want to get into that with me panicking and shitting my clothes, you could, watch, you could go to those uh, social media sites and engage with me. Uh, also, you can find me on my website, Benjamin Timothy Jenkins, uh, if you're trying to hire a brother. Um, and right now, I am currently doing this in a lot of D&D. And for my favorite sci-fi novel of all time, it's going to be Nightfall. Um, I actually want to make this into a fucking feature-length movie at one point. I, I, I'm going to have to reread it and like try to like adapt it because it's, just, it's, such, it's so cool. Essentially, it's a planet that doesn't experience any nighttime of darkness in um in at least hundreds of years and there are people scientists um included who are like we're about to experience this thing called night and we should be ready and um everyone's like nah we're good so it's almost like an allegory for global warming as well um and it's written by uh, it's written by isaac asimov and robert silverberg um it's good it's a good read it's a really easy read i kind of want to go back and read it now it, i was like oh this is what sci-fi books can be um I, I get it and it's so well written and i really 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 want to make it into a film i think our series because it's really cool all right my least favorite sci-fi novel would have to be um god damn i just had it would have to be ready player one mm. I, I don't like it i <laughs> just i don't like the movie That's really that totally much either valid yeah, I think that's um, and, totally, yeah. totally solid choice. Yeah, I, you know, I couldn't even really get through it. I got through maybe like the half. Of it. I was like, I'm good. Thank you. I was like, <laughs> I've read enough. It's enough. So, yeah, um, that's my least favorite. But Nightfall. Jesus, guys, read it. It's so, it's so good. Um, yep. All right. With that being said, we're going to wrap it up here. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Couldn't do without you. Um we know things are getting crazy right now. We have a new president, maybe. Uh, so just be keep on the lookout for that because we might be, like I said before, in the middle of a coup, which will be interesting. So our democracy is still uh, teetering. So I know you're like, how mm -hmm. can I possibly watch these fucking movies when we don't even know if our government will sustain this fucking scary-ass fucking attempt to overthrow what happened last week? We thought stress was gone. We all danced in the streets. And now we're like, well, fuck, we'll see what's going to happen. And I think we should all take it seriously. This is what I'm going to beat that drum until I'm blue in the face. This is real. We might have to march. We might have to protest. Please be on the lookout for that. Um, 
make sure that you're supporting um, your communities and talking to them. Um, mm -hmm. And I know I'm giving you a lot of directives here because this is true. This is the real world. Uh, and you're like, Ben, how can I possibly watch all these goddamn movies? You're telling me to do all this stuff. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. We are trying to do all these things as well, which is why a lot of the things last week came out a little later than this week. But we're still going to try to provide this content for you to give you at least an hour, hour and a half of just like, you know, of the of downtime where you can just listen to this and we'll tell you about the movies if it's worth the watch or if it's not. The Witches on HBO Max is not worth the watch. So, hey, look, we 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 do this for you. We, we, we're doing it for you so you can dedicate <laughs> your time in other places because we're too many flicks and we watch all the flicks so that you don't have to. Hey friends, thank you so much for tuning in again to another installment of Stream Theory. We really hope you are enjoying these. We really love making them for you. We know that we have changed up the segments and structure of the episodes a little bit. We would be so curious to hear your feedback. Also, maybe we haven't covered something that we should cover, or we just haven't talked about something, or you disagree with some of our opinions in these Stream Theories. Whatever the case, however you want to reach out and interact with us, you can do so on our social media pages. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram as Too Many Flicks with a number two at the beginning and an X at the end. You can also find us at our Gmail account, which is too many flicks.chicago at gmail.com. We are also working on revamping the Patreon, getting a bunch of cool, new, fun ideas and merch and rewards up there for the people who do help us out over there a huge shout out to you all you're fantastic especially natalie cole who has been there since nearly day one all of you mean the world to us and thank you for your support there but we recognize that these are crazy times so not everyone can support financially doing something like commenting or liking or subscribing on whatever platform you're tuning in on means it's weight in gold to small podcasts like us and finally we know that it is an absolute madhouse out there and there are so many more important things that require your attention at this time. We just hope that we can provide you with a little reprieve, a little solace from the madness that has become our world, because it certainly functions as that for us. And we're happy to share that. We just want to finish by saying it's crazy out there. We understand. Please wear your masks. Please wash your hands. Black lives matter. And stay safe. We love you.